Super Talk Mississippi media production. Moondog Makers and Bakers Catering Services. Taking ordinary to extraordinary. Personal and home private nights to massive events. From wood-fired pizzas to full gras. Get your three-pack spice blend of moon dust, moon crust, and moon rocks. Hashtag what is Moondog? Familiar food done differently. You're listening to the Rebel Report Podcast, where it's all Ole Miss all the time. Here's your host, Michael Borky. Welcome in, everybody, to the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky. Glad that you are with me. And the last time you heard from me, we talked about Ole Miss kind of having, and uh, not kind of, having a bad day when it comes to uh, the transfer portal and, and players and stuff like that. Well, since then... Things have already started turning around. So the last time you heard from me, it was uh, it was bad news. And now it seems like I've got some good news for you. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about basketball as well. Also, Derek Nix leaving for Auburn, Ole Miss's wide receivers coach, and the weird dynamic that has been created there thanks to a statement that was released by Ole Miss and uh, apparently some information that wasn't... Uh, uh, so much publicly known, or at least by me anyway, and I will uh, tell you what I'm talking about here coming up on this edition of the Rebel Report. Again, I'm glad you guys are with me. Please, if you have not already, subscribed to this podcast wherever you get them. Just search Rebel Report, subscribe and leave a rating and a review. Also, follow me on social media at Michael Borky, B-O-R-K-E-Y. Let's get started. So, uh, we talked about, last time you heard from me, DeCamerian Richardson, uh, who transferred to Ole Miss, and and he ended up declaring for the NFL draft. Uh, I heard, and it may or may not be true, but I heard he got some really good feedback from the NFL and uh, chose to go ahead and uh, and jump in as a, as a result and, and go to the draft. So that left a void at defensive back and uh, a big one. I mean, like I said to you guys then, despite what state fans were trying to convince you, quality player, plug-and-play starter, really experienced in the SEC, would have would have been a great, great pickup and a really good player for Ole Miss uh, this season. So he's gone, and now they are working towards uh, filling that void and, and adding to the defensive back room. They have one uh, committed, and then there's one coming in for a visit. So let's talk about the committed one first, and that is uh, Amorian Walker from Michigan. Now, uh, he didn't play much. He did commit to Ole Miss, by the way. That is uh, that is the committed one. Did commit to Ole Miss. Uh, I assume will be making his way to campus and signing, uh, uh, barring some kind of last-minute intervention from Louisville. I'm only kidding uh, on that front. This one's, uh, this one's done. He's going to end up uh, enrolling whenever the ice clears from Oxford. And uh, did not play much at Michigan, if we're being honest, but uh, the upside is tremendous. And by the way, that Michigan secondary, you guys watched it. If you only watched them twice this season because uh, tens of millions of people watched the uh, the Ohio State game, and then, of course, Michigan in the playoffs, their secondary was physical, athletic, really, really, really well coached uh, on top of it all. So spending time in that system, clearly, you know, I- I'm not there, obviously, but it looks like that would be a system that I would want to take a defensive back from, even if he wasn't a starter there. If he is learning in that system with that coaching, clearly he's getting really good coaching. But uh, apparently he was in line to to start this year for uh, for Michigan, or possibly start anyway. Uh, he's big. He's 6'4", 
a really big defensive back. Bruce Feldman had him as number 12 on his freaks list, an offseason uh, content piece that he does every year. Uh, according to Bruce, he clocked in at a described mind-blowing 6.10 in the three-cone drill, a 42.5-inch vertical, and ran a 4-3-4 hard-timed 40. Uh, so a physical freak. Michigan people, uh, for what it's worth, are are kind of sad to, to see him go because they they know the physical upside that he has. Truly, if those numbers are accurate, a physical freak. And, uh, I mean, you know if you have confidence in Pete Golding, and you should, um, he, he can take a guy like that and, and make him a, a quality defender for sure. So that, that's a really big pickup for Ole Miss in the absence of DeCamry and Richardson, a physical freak. Um, and they needed it. They needed it badly, and that's the kind of size-speed ratio that people like to talk about that Ole Miss absolutely needs. So a really big pickup there uh, for Ole Miss. They're not done either in the defensive back room. It's been reported by multiple places at this point that uh, Alabama defensive back Trey Amos is going to visit Ole Miss this weekend. Uh, I assume if he's visiting this weekend, considering the enrollment date, uh, unless he visits somewhere else as well, but I haven't seen any other... Uh, visit destination. Um, if he's visiting Ole Miss, then it sounds like trying to connect dots at may or may not be there. Sounds like Ole Miss would be in the driver's seat to to get his uh, his commitment, his signature, his addition to the roster. However, uh, you want to describe it. So getting him in for a visit's big. You knew that Ole Miss was not going to let Alabama's roster be able to hit the transfer portal without doing whatever they can. To, to get there, and so that's a uh, it's a big visit for sure. We'll see if it turns into an actual uh, commitment, but there's a picture floating around, by the way, of, uh, of Pete Golding, and it looks like, and this is how you have to do things anymore, but it looks like that it's Trey Amos with him wherever this picture was taken. It's definitely Pete. And there's a guy to to Pete's right who I didn't recognize. But if you look at like the picture bio on Alabama's website for Trey Amos and compare it to the uh, that that leaked picture or picture floating around of Pete Golding, looks like him. So maybe that's uh, maybe that's actually him. But uh, anyway, we uh, we will have to see. But getting him in for a visit's big. Being in that Alabama system, as you guys know, was big. Pete Golding coached him uh, and, and recruited him. So obviously. There is, um, there's, there's a connection there, but also uh, Pete knows what they would be getting because uh, he coached and recruited and, uh, and evaluated him. So um, those would be two really nice consolation prizes for uh, the absence of DeCamry and Richardson and two really, really solid pickups. And, I mean, Lane Kiffin's made it no secret that they are uh, – actively recruiting Alabama players, and it, it cracks me the hell up. I mean, this is one thing that I love about Lane Kiffin. In the world of college football, where everything is so secretive and everything is buttoned up and behind closed doors and all this stuff, Lane Kiffin just puts on Twitter that, hey, I'm in Tuscaloosa. Multiple tweets last night of, uh, of Lane Kiffin visiting uh, Tuscaloosa, and... Uh, we talked about it on the radio show some yesterday. And forgive me, I'm kind of scatterbrained, bouncing around a little bit, but um, th- there is this kind of freakout happening 
because Alabama players are, or their roster is getting gutted and they've got quality players hitting the portal. And coaches like Lane Kiffin are just flaunting the fact that they're recruiting Alabama players. Do you know how little sympathy uh, that I have and everybody else in SEC country has for Alabama? They have had a grip of terror on the SEC because of Nick Saban for almost two decades. And now that they are being treated like everybody else, somehow I'm supposed to want change and to talk about how ridiculous the system is because Alabama is no longer benefiting? Spare me. Uh, I mean, nobody felt bad for Ole Miss when Jim Harbaugh was flying the Michigan jet into the Oxford airport and recruiting Ole Miss's quarterback brazenly. Nobody felt bad for Ole Miss when Ed Orgeron was just showing up uh, to Oxford to do the same thing. Little known um, thing there, actually. Harbaugh was a lot more public, but Ed Orgeron uh, did the same thing. Nobody felt bad for Mississippi State when Georgia took their best wide receiver, did they? Nope, nobody felt bad for them there, right? Nobody felt bad for Tennessee when Alabama took their best linebacker. No, nobody felt bad for them there either, right? Nobody felt bad for Ohio State when Alabama took a wide receiver uh, from them. Uh, did anybody feel bad for Notre Dame when Alabama took a quarterback from them? No, so why should now, why are suddenly all these media guys talking about, well, this is so not fair that Alabama can't do anything about this? Welcome to the real world, Alabama. This is college football today. Your roster gets poached. Join the club. Everybody else has been dealing with this for years, but because you had Nick Saban, you had such unique stability to the point where you had a. a because you hired well, of course. I mean, I'm not blaming Alabama for having Nick Saban. But you essentially, because you had Nick Saban, had this built-in unfair advantage compared to everybody else. Now, you're on the same playing field as everybody else. And I'm supposed to feel bad that Lane Kiffin is on your campus recruiting your players? Hell no. Uh, I'm not. And nobody else should feel bad for them either. They are now being knocked back down to reality. This is what everybody else is having to deal with. Ohio State takes Ole Miss's players. Uh, I mean, LSU takes these people's players. Ole Miss takes A&M's players. A&M takes Florida State. I mean, this is college football today. And frankly, the meltdown, it makes me laugh. It's it's funny to me uh, that, that it's going down like this. So Kiffin being different is causing a little bit more angst around there, knowing that there are other coaches also recruiting Alabama players. There are other coaches probably up in a hotel room as I record this with you, waiting to go visit with Alabama players like right now. Uh, But he's the only one that that makes this uh, more public. But um, this is exactly what Ole Miss should do because this is exactly what Alabama would do if roles were reversed. If Lane Kiffin had left Ole Miss last year before he told Auburn no, if he would have left Ole Miss last year, Alabama and Nick Saban would have swooped in and tried to convince every decent Ole Miss player to hit the portal and would have tried to take him. So now that the the rabbit has the gun, the hunter doesn't like it. That's all that's happening here. So um, if that picture of Golding was yesterday or recent, good. It's exactly what Pete Golding should do, and good. This is exactly what Ole Miss should do uh, to, to try to get better in the defensive back room. Uh, I've got one group message that is... Uh, popping off about the possibility of Jaheim Otis returning to Mississippi and hitting the transfer portal. I don't know if that's a possibility or not. Frankly, I have no idea. Uh, But that would be uh, a huge pickup for Ole Miss for multiple reasons if they could pull that off. I just don't know if that's reality uh, or uh, or not. But 
This is exactly what Ole Miss should do because this is exactly, exactly what Alabama would do to them and everybody else if the shoe were on the other foot. Alabama's already doing it. Alabama's trying to poach Washington's roster, but nobody has a problem with that, do they? The, the, the covering that some, anyway, some being the operative term, and my business are doing around Alabama cracks me up. Like now suddenly we have to change this because it's unfair. No, no, no. Alabama's been unfair. It's now fair for everybody else. We'll continue on this. There's a couple more recruiting things uh, we have to talk about. After I tell you, the podcast is brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. Check them out online at absms.com. Advantage Business Systems has you covered if your Mississippi business is in the market for office technology, anything from copiers and printers and mail machines to cloud storage, data security, IT projects, phone systems, whatever the case may be. If your Mississippi business needs office technology, absms.com is the website. Go there, tell them I sent you, and you'll get a complimentary office technology assessment. So you tell them what you need and what your budget is, and they will find a solution for you on me. It's Advantage Business Systems, absms.com. The podcast is also brought to you by Priority One Bank. Let them make you their priority. they got 16 locations here uh, in the state of Mississippi, so there's likely one. In your backyard, they make you their priority with local loan servicing and decision-making, so you don't need to get on Zoom or get on the phone with somebody out of, out of the state of Mississippi that will uh, handle your loan or make the decision about it. It's somebody that you sit down with face-to-face because Priority One Bank makes you their priority. Check them out today and uh, bank right alongside with me at Priority One Bank. So Ole Miss also, uh, as you guys know, lost Tyler Barron. Uh, to the transfer portal, and uh, it sounds like they are uh, working on replacing him rather quickly. Arizona State uh, edge B.J. Green, who's got um, comparable, if not better, stats than that of uh, of Tyler Barron. He's a Washington commit, but since, obviously, uh, Kalen DeBoer is off to Alabama, that opens up the possibility of uh, of him going to Ole Miss. So I assume... Now that uh, there's some money freed up, not I assume, uh, I mean, I don't know this for a fact, but I mean, this is kind of just basic logic, one plus one equals two, whatever money that Tyler Barron was going to get is now available for that exact same position, and uh, and BJ Green clearly is a quality Power 5 player and would be an excellent addition if they are able to pull that off. We will see if they are able to pull that off, get him in for a visit um or not we will uh, we will just have to see there but that would be a 1 for 1 I, I said that before when when Yam Banks committed to Ole Miss after Tamarian McDonald flipped to Louisville that was a 1 for 1 if not an improvement at least on paper Yam Banks is higher rated than the guy that they lost this would also be a 1 for 1 if you lose Baron and, and get him then then you're you're fine. I mean, you you essentially lost nothing uh, if that is what they're able to do. So that's something to keep an eye on. We will see if they're able to pull that off. Uh, a handful of Washington offensive linemen have hit the portal. I, I would imagine that Ole Miss is extremely interested, and in basically all of them they need interior offensive line help. Uh, I think that uh, what they have at tackle right now, especially if Williams stays, uh, it certainly can work. Uh, I assume they're going to try to continue to add there, but w- if, if you get Pettis back to 100% and then you've already got uh, the, the North Carolina transfer who was a starter there 
uh, would have been Ole Miss's best pass blocker last year. And if Williams stays, that's a good three-man rotation at tackle. You still need more depth, but but you're you're not desperate there like I think you are on the interior of the offensive line. So if they can get one of those guys in uh, for a visit, that would be huge. Washington's offensive line was very, very, very good last year. It's another thing we'll keep an eye on. A lot of moving parts now that these coaches are leaving these programs. It's uh, it's much quicker. Um, much quicker. Maybe that's not the, the right way to put it. it. It's just, it's coming up fast and it has to move fast uh, because there, there's a 30-day window, but also you have to enroll in school, right? So uh, we'll see if they can get some in for a visit. Obviously, Alabama's going to be involved with Washington players as well, but if you can get some interior O-line help from that Washington offensive line, that would uh, that would be a big deal. Also, a running back in the portal, Jonah Coleman, the uh, the sophomore from Arizona, uh, averaged 6.8 yards per carry, had 870 rushing yards this year for Arizona. Uh, he is uh, quite the running back, and I think Ole Miss should not be done at that position. We've talked about that before. Uh, you've got returning Bentley, who is very, very good and capable, but ha- has not been able to stay healthy. Riscano, who has not given you a meaningful snap, and then you bring in a transfer who's coming off of a knee injury in the bowl game. Now, they expect him to be able to play this season, but still, uh, they, they need to continue to add in, in the running back room, and uh, I would assume that they are working really hard to try to get uh, in the uh, in the Jonah Coleman sweepstakes from Arizona. Uh, you know, maybe Fish is going to try to take him to Washington, but um, if you... If you come in with SEC money and and all of that, the prestige and uh, what Kiffin does with running backs in his offense, I mean, he's got a proven track record of multiple guys will get carries, multiple guys will eat in that offense. They will be the top, if not one of the top, rushing offenses in the SEC. It's probably a pretty easy sell. I know the room is kind of packed, but um, they, they need to add one more. And uh, if they can, if they can get him, that would be... Also really big. So we're keeping an eye on those. Keeping an eye on B.J. Green. Keeping an eye on other Alabama players possibly hitting the portal. All of the offensive linemen from Washington at this point and Jonah Coleman from uh, from Arizona. So that, that's a really busy uh, recruiting update or portal recruiting update. But that's all seemingly pretty positive. It's really positive that they got Walker from Michigan. They're trending in the right direction on multiple guys for sure working on Alabama players, they are recovering quite nicely uh, from losing a trio of players to uh, to Louisville, um, already have gone one for one on uh, on two of them, and uh, we'll see if they can replace Tyler Barron as well. All right, next is uh, Derek Nix, so the longtime assistant at Ole Miss. He was the wide receivers coach uh, currently has left for Auburn. The long-discussed possibility has become a reality. He is the offensive coordinator, not co-offensive coordinator. He is the OC. That is his title at uh, at Auburn. So there's a lot to unpack here. First of all, I've seen some of the reaction of, why would you take the job? Why would you go to Auburn? You know Hugh Freeze doesn't treat his assistants well, or, or he's going to throw you under the bus, or he's already said publicly he's going to call plays, or whatever. Um, I think him taking the job is a no-brainer, uh, quite frankly, when you think about it uh, this way. One, uh, he's getting a lot, a lot 
more money, a lot more money, and a title that he was never going to get at Ole Miss. He was never going to be a sole offensive coordinator at Ole Miss, uh, having never coordinated an offense before. Uh, If Charlie Weiss Jr. were to leave Ole Miss, Lane Kiffin will replace him with a guy that has called plays before. So uh, the money is significantly higher at Auburn. Uh, I assume he has a multi-year guaranteed contract uh, to, to make that jump. Uh, There's been a lot of talk about him wanting to be a head coach. Getting a true OC title, regardless of who's calling plays, uh, can help you with that. And um, it is is an upgrade. And it's a position that he was, I don't think, ever going to get, at least under Lane Kiffin, uh, at Ole Miss. Because again, if Weiss left, he wasn't going to give the job to a guy that's never called plays before. That's just not... Lane Kiffin's uh, connections in the coaching industry are clearly... Very strong, uh, definitely significantly like other universe stronger than that of Hugh Freeze. He doesn't have to settle uh, with a, a former assistant that he has to give a promotion to uh, to get an offensive coordinator because he has no connections. That's that's Hugh Freeze for you. That is not what would happen for Kiffin. So it makes a ton of sense for Derek Nix to take that job. If it doesn't work with Hugh at Auburn, then he's got a ton of money. And he would be able to jump right back onto a staff uh, rather quickly. So I think it's really kind of a no-lose situation for him when you consider that. And, um, I mean, look, if he gets thrown under the bus, he's getting paid a lot more money to get thrown under the bus. But uh, if you're an Auburn person, uh, your offensive-minded head coach can only blame the offensive coordinator one time. That's it. Nobody's going to buy it if he blames Derek Nix for literally anything. Not one person, nor should they. So from that perspective, it uh, it makes a ton of sense. Now, there has been a lot of talk about the buyout or the, the possible owed buyout to Ole Miss. Quite frankly, we talked about uh, th- this on the radio show yesterday, and I was completely unaware of uh, the buyout situation. So frankly, the, the second segment of the show, I'm, I'm not particularly proud of, uh, to be honest, because I was not aware of this, and I shouldn't probably admit that to you, but I'm admitting that to you. I I did not know that this was a thing uh, until after the show ended uh, yesterday, and frankly, I still don't know, like, the details uh, around it. I just, uh, enough people are talking about it. I've tried myself to confirm it. I asked a couple of people, like, hey, what's up with this? And I I didn't get anything uh, solid or, or confirmed, so... Um, I'm going to have to talk about it in that way. I, I don't want to be wrong or get details wrong. but So I'm going to put some caveats on this because I, I don't know if it's true or not. But if that is in fact true, that there is a buyout that Auburn would owe Ole Miss involving the play-calling duties and being like the majority play-caller and owing Ole Miss money, if that situation's true, I have a few questions, uh, to be honest with you, is, is like, how do you audit that, you know, if you're Ole Miss? How do you prove that you are owed the buyout, and how do you prove who calls plays uh, at Auburn? How do you prove that? I don't know. However, Hugh Freeze opened his mouth and said that he would be calling plays Next year. He said that. Now, just because he said that doesn't mean, uh, I suppose, that that's how it has to go down. But he did say that. That that was a thing that he said. And so if that impacts Ole Miss being owed money from Auburn to buy him out of the contract, then then Ole Miss needs to fight for that. 
there's been a lot of conversation about the uh, the statement the that Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss released breaking the news that Derek Nix was leaving for uh, for Auburn, and uh, the statement reads like this. We are grateful for Coach Nix and express our gratitude to Derek and his family for their invaluable contributions and dedication to the success that we have achieved at Ole Miss. Acknowledging the opportunity to become a first-time play caller with full-time play calling duties as offensive coordinator at Auburn University, we extend our sincere well wishes to the Nix family in this new endeavor. We will begin the search for a new wide receivers coach and immediately, excuse me, let me try to actually read correctly. We will begin the search for a new wide receivers coach immediately with the objective of finding the best fit to coach the top wide receiver room in America. So, since I don't know what the the buyout is, it certainly seems like that middle paragraph, the acknowledging the opportunity to become a first-time play caller with full-time play calling duties as offensive coordinator at Auburn University, that seems like uh, posturing. Uh, At first, I thought it was just a troll job. And frankly, when I saw that, without knowing, again, I shouldn't admit this to you, but whatever, without knowing that this buyout thing was there, I assumed this was just kind of a troll job and jabs at Hugh Freeze, and I didn't like that. I thought, you know, sometimes you you send your guy off, I mean, he's he's worked at Ole Miss for a long time, and, and I don't know if trolling Hugh Freeze is the appropriate thing to do during the send-off, but... If if this bio thing is is real and Auburn owes Ole Miss money, I don't think this is the worst thing in the world to do. I'm certainly not gonna like tell you how immoral it is or whatever. Don't forget, by the way, as great of a person as Derek Nix is, and, and everybody that you talk to says he is an outstanding individual. Uh, I mean, I, I've I've lived here for 14 years. I've worked in media in some capacity for. 10 of those 14 years here. And I've just either heard conversations or or talked to a lot of people about Derek Nix, and there has not even been the slightest not positive thing said about him. Outstanding person. However, he now works for the enemy, quote-unquote enemy. Uh, He works for Auburn now. He's going to try to come to Mississippi and take recruits from Ole Miss, and you know Hugh Freeze is going to send him to Mississippi to try to take Mississippi kids from you. You don't have to be friendly with that with that anymore. You don't have to you don't have to do that anymore. He is now against you, even though you don't play him next year. You will soon, and you're going to be battling for recruits against him now moving forward. And you know how recruiting works. It's kind of a dirty game. There's going to be things said about Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss from the Auburn staff to Mississippi kids now. So all is fair in love and war, right? All bets are off. When you now work for somebody that will work their hardest to make things more difficult for you to win games. So that that needs to be stated as well. But I don't think that Ole Miss should quote-unquote let this go, like has, has been talked about. If Auburn owes you money, then they need to pay you money. Regardless of if it's not even a million dollars, if it's a few hundred K, whatever this buyout possibly is, if it's real then yes, Ole Miss should get the buyout. Ole Miss should get the buyout. Regardless of what Hugh Freeze has said about who's going to be calling plays or if you can prove it or not or audit it or or, or whatever, if I'm Ole Miss and you're taking my coach from me, and because of that, you owe me money, 
you, you pay me money. Because Hugh Freeze established the precedent. He said what he said. So, anyway, it's a complicated situation. One that, frankly, I'm, I'm speaking from a position of no knowledge on. So maybe I shouldn't at all. But people are talking about it. So I have to, to talk about it, too. That's kind of the point. But I... Um, I understand why people were upset calling it petty or whatever, but you work for the enemy now, and um, all bets are off when it when it comes uh, when it comes to that. He is a loss, though. Uh, there's a reason that he has transcended uh, multiple coaches at Ole Miss. Uh, Lane Kiffin appears to be not not upset by this, but uh, dis- you know wanted to keep Derek Nix around uh, for sure. I'm very curious to see the direction that they go uh, with wide receivers coach. If you have some offensive staff uh, shuffling and how they replace him, it's an opportunity. Uh, that, that, I mean, there's a lot of good young coaches uh, that will want that position at Ole Miss. And, uh, well, and Lane Kiffin's got a ton of connections. He hires staff extremely well um, and, and has over his time at Ole Miss. He has established a precedent of hiring really, really, really quality coaches um, at Ole Miss, so I don't think that there's going to be uh, an issue uh, replacing him. Although clearly the Auburn thing, it's uh, it's quite personal with uh, with Lane Kiffin for whatever reason. Maybe it's the the situation with with Sokolov last year and how that happened. Uh, I, I don't know, uh, but it appears to be quite personal. And by the way, that, like there's this this chest thumping. That, that Auburn people are doing. And, and isn't it kind of bizarre? Don't you think it's a little weird that you are pretending, like, like people keep using the word poached. If he was going from Ole Miss to Auburn to just be the wide receivers coach, then then sure, you, you can talk about that because that would be a, that would be truly a lateral move. And current or recent results anyway tell you that it it would be a downgrade. Ole Miss is a better program today than Auburn is. Don't tell an Auburn person that. They won't believe you because they'll bring up something that happened in 2010 because that's relevant today. But they had to make a wide receivers coach with no coordinating experience whatsoever and make him a coordinator to get him. That is not necessarily the win that you think it is. It's just another demonstration of your coach's inability to hire staff outside of people that he has worked with in the past. Like, that's it. But anyway, you know, let them have that one. Uh, I think that uh, Derek is exceptional at what he does. But again, Lane Kiffin's track record tells you that uh, he will be able to hire uh, exceptional as well. His staffs have been almost exclusively great uh, at Ole Miss. So anyway, basketball last night, the last thing for you. uh, Disappointing result for Ole Miss last night. They did not play well in Baton Rouge last night. They lose uh, 80-89. to they had a, uh, a late comeback effort, but LSU just hit shots uh, that, that Ole Miss uh, could not overcome. Uh, they dug themselves into a hole early in the, uh, in the second half, and uh, they lost the game. It is very difficult to win on the road. Just generally speaking, you see it all across college basketball. Teams have a hard time winning on the road. This was an opportunity. This was an LSU team that, that was certainly beatable, and they were not able to uh, to do that, they fought a two and two in the SEC with a difficult road trip ahead of them on Saturday uh, at Auburn. It's not the end of the world losing a road game. It, it's not going to hurt them from tournament resume, but uh, the way they played is a little bit concerning. Now, in fairness, it is easy to look like you're not trying. A lot of the criticism last night was lack of effort, laziness. 
And it's easy to look like you're not trying or, or whatever in basketball when you're not shooting well. They shot 37% from the field and 25% from three. It's easy to look like you're not trying when that is the case. However, I saw what you guys were seeing. Um, a lot of lazy passes, especially in the first half when they could have pulled away from LSU. Um, some some bad turnovers mixed in there. Flanagan had three. Morrell had three. Um it's just lazy passing. LSU out-rebounded them again. Um, almost at 35 to, to LSU's 42. But LSU had 10 offensive rebounds. And LSU made shots where Ole Miss didn't. It looked like uh, that was not their best effort. And, and I hate to do that because you can't quantify it, really. But it really didn't look like they gave... It, just, it looked like they weren't as locked in as they were against Florida. Uh, again, lazy passes... Uh, gave up some second-chance opportunities to LSU, uh, but almost didn't shoot the basketball last night. That's really your story. It's a team that has, has shot the ball from three really well. They only made six of their 24 last night, and a handful of them came too late. I mean, it was really bad up until uh, close to the end of the game. Really didn't shoot well a- at all last night, and, and that's kind of uh, the story of the game. You're a 40% from three shooting team. You shoot 25% from three, where LSU shoots 48%. Uh, from three. You only get four bench points. LSU gets 19 bench points. Uh, You got nothing uh, from your bigs uh, at all. You got one point from uh, Cissé and Sharp combined, and you got eight rebounds from them combined in the game last night. So you get nothing from your bigs. You don't shoot particularly well. Uh, Morrell had an off night. He was one of six from three. Breakfield uh, was one of eight from the field, only one of four uh, from three. Uh, Murray had a really nice game last night. He recovered. He didn't play uh, particularly well uh, last time out. Didn't shoot well, but he did last night. Four of seven from three, nine of 14 from the field. Had 23 points. He was good. Alan Flanagan made some uh, some shots late. He had 20 points. Uh, he was five of 17. And, and that's um, another big takeaway from this game. Flanagan can't be the guy that takes the most shots on your team. He, he can't. He can't do that. He's a quality player. He can really help you. He cannot be your highest volume shooter. Uh, That's a recipe for losses moving forward. That's not his game. He's not a a high volume shooter. It's it's never been his thing. I mean, he got to the line and he made all ten of his free throws. Like like he plays hard as hell, but but he cannot be because he was five of seventeen, oh five from three. That's not his game, and that's not how Ole Miss is going to win games. Uh, So tough night for him last night, but they, they need to. I mean, Murray and Morrell and Brakefield need to all take more shots uh, than Flanagan. That that's the recipe for wins, not what uh, what you got last night. So uh, Ole Miss loses again. It's it's tough to win on the road. It's certainly not the end of the world. Auburn's going to be really really difficult, but uh, kind of a missed opportunity for uh, for the Rebs last night. Did not play well, not play well enough anyway uh, to win. The comeback effort came up short. Um, Chris Beard after the game did talk about that, that he was happy to see that they didn't give up after uh, being down big uh, midway through the second half, but uh, otherwise was very displeased with their performance. We'll see what they can do Saturday uh, against Auburn. It's still kind of a free shot. Nobody expects you to win that game. If you can find a way to do so, though, what a big win that would be. We will see, though, if they can pull that off. In the meantime... We'll do a live stream tonight. Well, I'm sure we'll talk about more recruiting and things like that. Looking forward to seeing you there. If you uh, if you don't join, that's okay. I will put that right here in this feed for you tomorrow. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I appreciate you very much. 
I'll see you tonight. If not tonight, I will see you tomorrow. Uh, enjoy the rest of your week and your weekend. We'll be back with a post-game recap after the Auburn game on Saturday as well. And we'll do updates if any of these uh, big portal guys commit as well. So thank you for tuning in. I'll talk to you guys on the next one. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.